How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Update for Thursday, January the 6th. Hey, we actually have quite a bit to talk about today, so let's get into it. First thing I should talk about is PlayStation, who have announced details about their next VR headset. It is very simply called PlayStation VR 2, and there's a lot of really cool stuff on this one. In terms of tech specs, it has a 4K OLED display, 110 degree field of view, resolution of 2000 by 2400 per eye, and frame rates between 90 and 120 hertz. In terms of audio, it seems like they're going to be taking advantage of the technology they've already implemented into the PlayStation 5. They're also going to have headset vibrations, much like you might have in a controller. They no longer have a requirement for an external camera, so much like the Oculus Quest, you just need the headset. However, you do still need to be wired to the console. It's not a wireless headset. They have added an internal camera to the headset, which allows it to track eye movement. So if you're looking at something within the game, rather than just having your headset pointed at something, that might enable some interesting features. And then, of course, brand new controllers, which are, again, very similar to the PlayStation 5's controllers in terms of haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Alongside all of this, they also did a brand new video game announcement set in the universe of Horizon Zero Dawn. So this one is called Horizon Call of the Mountain. Of course, it's a spin-off, totally separate, totally original. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we know for now. No pricing, no release dates, just the technology and the fact that it integrates with the PlayStation 5. It's nice to see it, though. I think any evolution in terms of VR is certainly welcome. We're still not quite there in terms of mainstream adoption of the technology, but once the prices have been cut and they become less bulky, oh man, we're in for some really great gaming. Three weeks ago, employees at Activision Blizzard went on a strike because of some surprise terminations of contracts at Raven Software, particularly in the QA department. And today they sent out a little update saying, hey, we're still on strike. And we haven't heard anything. They have a very simple demand, which is they want everybody who was let go to actually be given full-time positions, not just the previous contracts that they had. And they want some compensation packages for being asked to relocate to a new place in the country. There were a lot of people who had to move themselves and their family to a new city just to be let go. Now, obviously, this is not a company-wide strike, but I think it's a lot of people in various QA departments, if I understand correctly. But uh, hey, it's, it's not very often that a non-unionized company's employees will go on strike. So obviously this is a big deal to them. The upcoming co-op shooter, Rainbow Six Extraction, is going to be releasing in a few weeks on January 20th. And it was today announced that it is going to be launching on day one on the Xbox Game Pass. I do think this is a good game to head to the Game Pass. It certainly has not been getting a lot of fanfare, and it appears to be a game that thrives with multiplayer. And if you're somebody who really wants to play the game and convince your friends to play it, it's much easier to say, hey, play it through the Game Pass, as opposed to paying the full $40 or whatever the game is. Now, the company who is making this game, Ubisoft, made another announcement, which is that their subscription service, Ubisoft Plus, is going to be made available on the Xbox. Currently, it's only available on PC. So for Xbox users, this means you're going to have multiple subscription services available to you. But it's also kind of an interesting decision because both services are about $15 a month with Xbox having a cheaper option as well. Except Ubisoft is just a bunch of Ubisoft games 
And Game Pass is hundreds and hundreds of titles from across the industry. So I have seen some chatter of like, hey, if you want to play a specific Ubisoft game, then you can just subscribe for a few months and it'll be cheaper than buying the game. But anyway, you can definitely start to see the seeds of the current problem that we have with film and television streaming, right? Where everybody has their own subscription service and they're all competing with each other. It's not just all on Netflix. So anyway, hopefully that doesn't become too big of a problem. But besides that, folks, I am out of time. Thanks so much for being here. Greatly appreciated. Of course, back with the news tomorrow. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. So I went on this interesting rabbit hole after talking about the the union story there. Because I was surprised that United States employees were able to go on strike without being unionized. I thought to myself, man, that seems, you know, how common is that? I wanted to look into that. And then all of a sudden, that's when I found out it is literally illegal to do that in Canada. I had no idea. I was really confused because I kept seeing it's illegal, it's illegal. I was like, well, they just did it. Are they about to be fined? And that's when I realized I was looking at Canadian law. And that honestly really surprises me. Like, this is what... Uh, okay, I'm not an expert on, on union processes and certainly not law. But at least from my perspective, this seems like one of those things that America is like more progressive on than Canada. It really does not feel right to me that employees can strike when they're not unionized and they, that would be illegal. Like, oh, sorry, you're choosing not to work? That's breaking the law. That's so, I don't know. That's weird to me. I mean, I do understand the, you know, hey, you signed a contract that says you're going to fulfill some services. And if you don't fulfill those services, then obviously that's not a great thing. But is that breaking the law? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I guess technically it is in Canada, but I mean, from a from a moral perspective, I don't think that that should be the way it is. So anyway, now I know, I suppose, not that I was planning on going on strike, but whatever. I'm glad they were able to do it down there. And hopefully it actually turns into something. The demand that they have is certainly not something that Activision wants to do, considering the fact that they tried to let those people go. And now they're like, hey, actually just give them a better deal than they had before. You know, unfortunately, it, it doesn't seem likely to happen. If Activision is able to find scab workers or replacements, they might just do it. But I don't know. At the same time, they're also like probably trying real hard not to get a union on their hands. So maybe they placate them. Who knows, man? Oh, what else is going on? We got PlayStation with the new VR headset. I never really got the chance to play the, the PSVR, the only existing one. I've only ever tried the Quest. But I have seen it can, it can feel a little clunky. You gotta have the external camera. You gotta be hooked up. And then, of course, you have, like, the limitation of having to play on a PlayStation as well. Which I suppose is not any worse than most of the VR headsets now, which is needs a, a good gaming PC. But really, that's where I think the future of VR is in the Quest, right? The standalone headsets. And I mean, God, I hope that there's competitors to the Quest eventually, because I don't want Facebook dominating that market. But the convenience of having no wires attached is huge. And obviously there's some limitations there. You can't get games like Half-Life Alex on the Quest. But making it an optional upgrade to connect to a console or a PC, that would be really great. Kind of like what they already have with the Quest. And then we're almost there, you know? We're, we're close. The only thing I hope is that most VR... Um, I don't want to say VR games, because that's not really what I'm looking for. But VR experiences, like VR chat or alt space... Uh, I want them to continue being available on PC. I, I, I'm thinking particularly of Altspace. 
Because if I ever want to host like a VR TGO show, talk show, I would love to do something like that. And if I'm traveling, I'm certainly not going to be bringing a VR headset along with me unless it's dramatically reduced in size. So my only option will be to to do it through PC. So hopefully whatever is uh, popular for that kind of an experience in the future is also going to be available in PC. We'll see what happens. Well, anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in. Hope you're well and chat soon. (laughs) 